Our first scripture reading comes from the book of Acts, chapter 19, verses 1 through 7. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the interior regions and came to Ephesus, where he found some disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? They replied, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then he said, Into what then were you baptized? They answered, Into John's baptism. Paul said, John baptized at the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who is to come after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Altogether, there were about twelve of them. Our reading continues in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. So the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today we look at a story that is very familiar. One that we have likely heard many, many times. That Christ goes to be baptized by John. He's baptizing people in the River Jordan. And he's not baptizing in the way that we normally think about a nice gentle dip. That The literal translation of John is John the Plunger. That he is plunging people into the waters. And so I can only imagine Jesus being plunged into the water. And as he's pulled back out, opening his eyes and the spirit descending like a dove. And hearing that voice, you are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. This gift of the spirit we often think about in these terms. That it descends on Christ and it gives him a message and it's unique to him. We don't think about the Spirit being something that speaks to us in the same way. Now it won't have the same message. That message is unique to Christ. But in that way, there's something interesting about each of us as individuals. The way that we see the world that we hear the world, that we experience it. It's different for each and every one of us. That each of us has our own experiences. That we have lived our own lives, that we have our own stories. We have our own experiences that mold us and make us, that may see things differently than everybody else around us. <coughs> we see the world through a lens crafted by our lives. That we hear the way that we hear because of 
what has happened to us and around us and what we have experienced. We may hear the same messages from the Bible. That we should love our neighbors as we love ourselves. That we should love God. That Christ offers us redemption, salvation, life eternal. But the Spirit gives us something different. The Spirit gives us something different because it speaks to us on a personal level. And it speaks to us in a message that is unique to each and every one of us. Just as Christ hears, you are my son, the beloved. We each hear something different from the Spirit because each of us has different worries, different concerns, different things that we need help with. And we know that the Spirit is available to all. Just like we heard when Paul was in Ephesus that he found some that had never heard of it. And simply by laying hands on them and baptizing them in the Spirit of God, the Spirit descends on them and they prophesy. They speak in tongues that they never heard. We don't know what the Spirit may have said to each and every one of them. We likely wouldn't understand it either. What the Spirit says to me isn't going to be the same as what it says to you. Because my thoughts aren't your thoughts, and your thoughts aren't my thoughts, and my life isn't your life. In this way, the Spirit comes to us and tells us what it is we need to know, and it helps us in ways that only the Spirit can. Because it knows those inner thoughts. It knows those worries and those concerns. And it's not a one-time thing. We often think about the Spirit descending on Christ, and that's it. The Spirit's done. But it's not. It's always there. It's always there waiting to guide, to lead, to teach, to help. The problem is sometimes we don't take the time to hear it. How often in prayer do we say, Lord, I need... Help here and help there and help with this and help with that. I need this and I need help here, here, here. Help me, Lord. And we don't pause to listen. And I think sometimes it's because silence bothers us. We hear a pause and we hear silence for a moment and we start to wonder, what's happening? Why is it quiet now? What should be happening? What should I do next? And we can't take the time to listen and to wait. And I think some of it's because we constantly have things talking to us, telling us what's coming next. We have noise all around us. It's hard to stop and wait. And here. But prayer is a conversation. Too often we think about prayer as being a petition and we write it out and we hand it over and we go, God will get back to us later. And we don't sit and we don't wait for that response. We don't wait to hear what the Spirit may be saying to us that day to say, Look, I understand this is what you're worried about. Don't worry, it'll be okay. 
If you're worried, go take care of things now. It'll be all right. But we don't always listen. Thinking about this new year, new chances and new opportunities, that it may just be the rolling over of a calendar date, and it may mean that I have to edit the bulletin twice to make sure that I actually change the date to 2018, and I'm hoping I actually did change the date and all the places in there. But it's also that reminder that we have a new year, which brings new hope and new opportunities, and it brings us new experiences. And coming off of the Christmas season that we have been hearing about preparing ourselves for the coming of Christ into the world, that we have been preparing ourselves for sharing joy, for sharing the triumph that is his birth and sharing the good news, that we think about sharing these things. And these new opportunities that we can share the Spirit as well. Because the gift of the Spirit isn't a one-time gift that we have to hoard up and store away that we can only use when we desperately need it. The Spirit of the gift is that God is with us. That God is there in all that we do. Not just once in a while. Not just on special occasions, but God is always there. Always listening. Always speaking. Sometimes we just have to slow down so that we can hear. But the new year gives us a new chance. A new chance to share. That just as Paul didn't have anything special he had to do aside from tell the believers, it's in Christ that we find the Holy Spirit. It's in baptism through water and the Spirit that we find both salvation and guidance. That He gives this gift. It's a gift that keeps giving. And it's a gift that's always available. We just have to believe. We just have to have faith. Faith that the Spirit will be there when we need it. Faith that God is always there with us. Faith that we are joined together in Christ. Faith that we serve a God who is looking out for us, who loves us, and He speaks to us each on a personal level. In this new year, listen. Take time to be still and silent in a world that's so busy. Remember the light that came into this world and remember the gift that has been given to you. The Spirit is with us always to remind us that God is with us always. To remind us that Christ is there always and forever. That we are brothers and sisters united in His cause, united in His love. And that the Spirit is our teacher and our advocate to guide us to where we need to go. Help us to be what we need to be. Give us strength to overcome. Give us comfort when we need to be comforted. And to bring us together. That we know we are never alone because we are always with Christ. Remember that this is a gift for you. That it's there whenever you may need it. 
We just have to be willing to accept it, take it into our hearts and make it part of who we are. Amen.